Welcome to One Star Bazaar. We've had some requests to go over a little bit more in depth what our reasoning behind the 40% threshold for a one star film. And I want you to imagine one of those scenes from like a police procedural or any sort of movie where someone's trying to map out a crime or a uh, UFO conspiracy where basically they have a giant cork board with pictures and files and string connecting all the things. That's how insane I went when I was trying to figure out this system. So as we mentioned before, we use Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. And for Rotten Tomatoes, their scale is essentially, you know, zero to 100. But it's a little bit different than what you'd think. So instead of dividing it up into five stars and, you know, 20% and below is one star, 21% to 39% is two stars. It doesn't quite work like that. So with Rotten Tomatoes, they consider anything 75% and above to be certified fresh. So this means that all critics generally agree it is good. So that's like a four-star movie. Yes, the equivalent of a four-star movie. And that's great. So 74% to 60% is what they consider fresh. So this is still the majority of critics liked it. It's good, but not great. Um, and then 59% and below is what they consider rotten. So basically all critics disliked it. Now to figure out the difference between something that's fairly decent, but still critics didn't like it and generally hated by critics. I took <laughs> the difference in points between certified fresh and fresh and from fresh to rotten which is 14 points for 15 and 14 points for each. And then subtracted that to be essentially 44%. However, between 40 and 44%, there's still some movies that are pretty good. <laughs> so I had to lower the bar just a tiny bit. And plus 44 is kind of like, I feel like it's, not, it's a weird number. Wouldn't you agree? Most people like round numbers. Yes. Yeah. Round numbers are people's friends. So I, we decided 40% and below for that. So to be clear, then, translating this to a five-star critic system, we essentially have a five-star film, something considered excellent, going to go down as a, one of the great films of that year or era or whatever. It's going to win awards. It's going to be probably in the 90% range on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Then a four-star film, which is considered a great film, but not necessarily the best film will be certified fresh and so 75 percent or higher up to wherever you cross over into the five-star film yeah high uh, 80s percentage yeah a three-star film which is typically considered good or you know average to good acceptably good we'll say yeah is going to be just generally fresh and there's some wiggle room there maybe the high end of Rotten could even be in there. I mean, there it's not a hard and fast line. Yeah. Below that, you have your two star films, which are like not good, but not horrible. Yeah. And that's the kind of from the very upper end of Rotten where it crosses over into fresh down to about 40%. So basically between 40 and 
you say 60 percent uh, is fresh 60 percent above is fresh. okay so 40 to 60 percent is essentially a two-star film where the critics are saying you know it's not good but it's not horrible anything below 40 percent is generally hated by critics yeah now we admit there is a lot of range between zero and 40 percent it's a huge thing and a, a movie that gets a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes is going to be nowhere near as bad as a movie that gets a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. But as we've learned, sometimes the movies that are closer to a 10 are better than the ones that well, there's always There's always going to be some subjectivity, right? Yeah. The point is, while we know that you know, if, if we watch a movie one week that's kind of borderline, it's at like 37%, 35%. You're like, is that really a one-star film? Well, you know, based on some critics, maybe not, but based on others, definitely. Yeah. So I do want to talk about Metacritic now. Um, so both Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic are very secretive about their system. And because Metacritic especially applies weights to the critic reviews and they don't explain at all how they they weight those reviews it's a very like proprietary they just don't share that so when it comes to their system so there are scales out of 100 so 100 to zero um so anything out of 100 to 80 is good so 81 to 100 is would be five stars 61 to 80 would be four stars, 40 to 60, three stars, 20 to 39, two stars, and zero to 19, one star. The problem with just going with that is if you search for movies that are zero to 19%, there aren't that many. And they're movies that are, I don't want to say intentionally bad, but they were not trying like <laughs> right. they were not trying to be good movies. So I really felt like it didn't quite qualify. And it's nice to just be able to say overall 40 on both, because even a 39% on Metacritic is going to have overwhelmingly negative reviews from critics. Well, not to mention that I feel like in our, in our research, for the most part, if there's a disparity between the two websites, typically the Metacritic score it's high. is higher mm -hmm. and the Rotten Tomato score is lower. So you're going to tell me that Metacritic considers a one-star film to be anything below 20%, and yet it's going to assign a three-star value to this film, but Rotten Tomatoes is basically a one-star? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So it's really easy to just kind of say, okay, 40% or below. I mean, 40% is failing by any... Yes. You know, no, no school is going to fast to the 40%. Again, there's a lot of subjectivity. Is a film, a film that's a one star, is it a hardcore fail or is it more like a D minus where it's like, oh, you know, you just barely didn't make the cut? Yeah, I would consider failure movies things like Thanksgiving. By failure Poultry movies? Geist. Do you like, mean like when I they mean weren't trying? quality movies. Okay. Like, they're not trying to be good. They're just trying to be 
low caliber. They made it. They made the film for with a budget of five hundred dollars, and if it makes fifty thousand dollars, then they're sitting there going, "Ha ha, yes!" Exactly. Um, so yeah, and with this, when it comes to the movies we look at, it has to have at least tried to be a real decent movie. Yeah, I think we've found in watching a few films so far that there's definitely a difference between movies that have legitimate Hollywood cast and crew Mm -hmm. that are awful versus low budget, old, ridiculous, corny films that would get lampooned on Mystery Science Theater, for example. Yes. We're not watching Manos, The Hands of Fate because everyone knows that's bad and it's comically bad and it, it was low budget crap. We don't care. We, you know, there's nothing to debate about that. Yeah. What we want to know is, hey, this film had actual like Oscar winning people involved. How is it that they made a film that is cons- so widely hated? Yes. I mean, not that every movie is going to have Oscar winning, you know, people, but although a lot, a lot of, them, of do. them do, a lot of Oscar winners <laughs> have definitely slummed it for a paycheck. It seems like <laughs> the point is, I don't know what the point is. Okay. And then in terms of our categories in, so now that we have done a couple episodes, we've decided to tweak our categories just a little bit in that we are adding a fifth category and it was your idea. So I'm going to let you go ahead and explain that one. I'm just basically comparing what the movie did well and what were the main really bad parts that dragged it down. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, every movie is going to have some redeeming qualities. And although some movies don't like the snowman. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was they shot it in a pretty location. That's pretty much all it has going. I guess if you consider like harsh, desolate winter to be pretty, then sure. But yeah, so we just decided to add that because, you know, in addition to just kind of saying our overall impressions of the movie, how the acting was, how the the story was, whether or not it's engaging or boring. And um, it just kind of made sense to sort of look a little deeper at the pros and cons of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So we definitely appreciate all your input and, you know, anything else you want to know or have questions about, definitely ask us. We'll be more than happy to reach out on Twitter or Facebook and explain some things or make an episode zero 3.0 to go over it. But we definitely appreciate everything that you guys are doing and listening and it makes us warm and fuzzy inside. (laughs) Is that too cheesy? That's fine. (laughs) 